What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Hoopex, where we talk about basketball and wrestling, unscripted and uncensored. My name is Jarrell Thomas. Jonathan Brown. And it's been a while, so we're not even going to, you know, give y'all some super long intro. Let's get straight into it. Um, In a couple of days, well, you know, by the time y'all get to this episode, the WNBA regular season will officially be over. So we're going to review some of the things that we saw this season, some of the players that either performed well or didn't, some of the teams that either played well or completely fumbled their expectations. So, John, I'm going to ask you first, um, were there any specific players that you were really impressed by this season? Uh, I got to say uh, Asia Wilson because um, you lost Liz Cambage to a trade and then you got a new coach. So now you got a whole new system and you lost a player. So H. Wilson stepped up big and and has shown that she should be MVP again. So I would say A.J. Wilson. Yeah, I agree. Um on the same note with um, you know, Asia Wilson, I have you know, sticking with the aces. Um Two players, really, Kelsey Plum and Jackie Young. I mean, let's. I'm. I'm just gonna say it, man. Like, I mean, people don't even know Kelsey was a number one pick. You know, back then, nobody knows that because she wasn't really getting the platform to really play the way that we all know she can. And I mean, she was she was sixth woman of the year last year, right? Kelsey Plum, I believe. Yeah. Yep, six women of the year last year. Um, yep, yep, six women of the year last year. And now she's starting. Um, she's the second leading scorer in the league, WNBA All-Star Game MVP. Um, she broke Becky Hammond's record for most threes in the season for the Aces. She also is the first Las Vegas Aces player to ever score 700 points in a season. And I mean, dude, like they're at up until, you know, the very, very end of the season, the Aces had two MVP candidates on the team. And in regards to Jackie Young, man, she she got to win most improved this year because she has been balling. Like, Jackie Young wasn't really known for being a three-point shooter, and now you can't leave her open. So those two for sure, for sure. Um, Is there anybody in particular that, really just underperformed this year in your eyes? Underperformed. Hmm. Underperformed. I would have to say as a team, as a team, as a team, the oh Phoenix Mercury. Oh my god! I understand they had you know Bernie Griner had the situation with Bernie Griner, but when you still have Tina Charles, Diamond the Shields, Skylar Diggins, and Diana Taurasi, and y'all still don't have a winning record, I, I uh, it just uh, it irks me. First, Diana. And Skylar Dickens weren't getting along and they almost fight with the bench. And then Tina Charles has to divorce. Dinah Tarasi gets hurt. 
And then now we have personal reasons with Skylar Diggins. I hope she's okay. But what in the world is going on? Uh, Phoenix, huge disappointment. Speaking of teams that were disappointing, um, I, I, the, let, let's talk about the Sparks, man, because, dude, y'all, y'all that were listening to the show, man, y'all, y'all knew I had high expectations for the Sparks. I thought they were going to be raw. I thought they was going to be legit, and they just fucked everything up, man. I, I mean, they have Jordan Canada, Kennedy Carter, both Nyeka and Shanae. Um, they had Liz Cambage, but then Liz Cambage left for God knows why. Like Lexi Brown, they have oh, Brittany Sykes too. Like they, I don't understand why the Sparks suck. I I don't I I don't. I expected them to be in the playoffs. They're what the the eleventh seed, I think. So, and we all thought, you know, the problem was going, you know, when they fired Derek Fisher, I, y'all, y'all heard me on the show. I sang, my God is awesome because I thought the Sparks was going to get it together, but no, they never got it together. Never, never. Um, but another team that I want to talk about, um, one that really, really impressed me, um, the dream, I mean, we had little to no expectations for the dream. Um, I mean, picking up Ryan Howard and Nas Hillman, of course, you know, those are great moves, you know, great draft picks, but nobody expected. I mean, they're still in the playoff hunt. I mean, Ryan Howard has exceeded. I mean, she's played like a number one pick. And when you think about like the last few number one picks in the WNBA, Who's really been playing like Ryan Howard has as a rookie? Because who last year, what's her name? Uh, Charlie Collier. Well, you don't even play. She she's a bum. And who was before that? Um, I can't think of her name. Yeah, I I said Charlie Collier is a bum because I look I looked at the stats because I'm like, bro, why does she not play? She's cooked. She only averages like three points a game, bro. She might be worse than Kaiser. I'm not even gonna hold you. She might be worse than Kaiser. Um. 2020 WNBA draft. Let me see. Let me see. First pick. Oh, it was Sabrina. Okay, that's different. That's different. But, like, <laughs> you know, and then Jackie Young just now was starting to play well. So, when you look at the dream, I mean, Tiffany Hayes has been balling. Ryan Howard, Cheyenne Parker, Aaron McDonald, who I strongly believe will be getting six women of the year just because she has been, I mean, you could put her in the category for most improved, too, because, I mean, her rookie season wasn't really the best, but, like, she has been so consistent this season. And I really, really, really enjoy watching this dream team. They're one of the more fun teams to watch in the WNBA by far. But, John, are there any other teams that impressed you or any players in particular? Uh, teams that impressed me, Chicago. Um, winning a championship last year, uh, I did not think they would still be this good this year. But with them being 20, 25 and 10 and being number one in the Eastern Conference, 
I would have to say Chicago and their real threat of winning it again this year. But that Commissioner's Cup game showed that ooh, it could go it could go in Vegas' way. But if Chicago figures out a way to beat Vegas, I think Chicago may have a chance to go back to back. I I definitely think it's possible. And with that, I'm gonna tie into our next WNBA topic on our playoff predictions. So I'm gonna start this off. And I, I first of all, I'm gonna apologize to Seattle. Cause when we did, you know, the episode when we were talking about, you know, like the top teams, I said I really wouldn't, you know, too sure about Seattle. Cause they their record was kind of mid at the time. I think they had, you know, I think they were sitting at five hundred. However, I had to stop and think, first of all, I will never, ever, ever again not believe in Brianna Stewart. They also have Sue Bird. Like, and pe- people were saying, oh, well, Sue Bird really isn't, you know, the same player she used to be. It don't matter. It does not matter. She's still one of the best passers in the WNBA by far. You have those two who have combined, I think, between NCAA Olympics and the W, about 19 championships just between the two of them. So that championship pedigree, it means something, let alone Brianna Stewart plays at such a high level. They also have somebody who's starting to become one of my favorite players, Gabby Williams. Also, to the dude in the Twitter space that said Gabby Williams was overrated, you can't be watching the WNBA as much as you say you did because you said you watched the W more than you watched the NBA. And I don't, I don't, I don't know anybody who can actually say that sentence, because I have. I mean, this season, yeah, I watch more WB. That's because I have more time on my hands. But ain't nobody watched more. No liar, you fucking liar. And that nigga said the Sparks was gonna win the title. Look at you, goofy. But anyway, I mean, Jewel Lloyd has been hooping. The Tina Charles pickup was huge, and then you know, Ezzy, like they, their roster is. Heat, so I definitely think like, do I want them to win the title? No, I'm still going for the Aces, but I mean, you can't count out Seattle. You you can't. They will be a formidable team in the playoffs this year. But uh, John, what about you? Do you um do you still do you feel the same way about the Storm? The Storm, yeah. Oh man, let let me just say, the Storm. They they can they they can either have a deep run in the playoffs or lose in the first round to the Mystics. What I mean, deep run in the playoffs. I mean, possibly, possibly beating either. Ooh. Now, are you are you saying that looking at the whole thing, or is that your Mystics bias saying that? No, 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 no. If if Seattle beats the Mystics first round, I won't be surprised if Seattle makes the finals. Let's just say that. I won't be surprised they make the finals because the playoffs is different this year. Yeah, thirty-five finals. Because I mean, I I like the Mystics, but I mean. Let's be honest. 
I, besides that one that one play, the refs really ain't been on their side this year. So I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, let me I, I like you this. That game. Let me tell you about that game, man. But no, no, I want to I want to talk about I want to talk about that game. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I, I want to talk about that game, man. So literally, the refs were so bad. Like every time I mopped the floor. And went back to my seat. It was like a foul, like a foul was called every time I mopped the floor. It was really bad and really annoying. And there were even some calls that were like, even the Sparks were like upset about the calls. Like it would be like a late foul call on like Deladon went up on NECA, and then they called that foul late. And I was like, damn, that was a late call. I think it should have been playing on, but okay. And it was just bad on both sides. And the last one with Natasha, it was, it was, that was crazy. I mean, I've never seen something like that in professional basketball. I've seen it in high school basketball. But not professional. I mean, when the game ended, the security came on the floor immediately. (laughs) I went up, I went to mop the spot that Natasha Cloud fell on, and the security like pushed me out the way. Like, hey, yo, yo, whoa, and I realized they were there to protect the refs. And then as the rest were like walking off the floor, you can like see the Mystics fans booing the hell out of the refs. Man. Booing them. And I'm like, oh my God. It was just bad. It was just so many boos. And I thought somebody was gonna throw something on the court. I, I wouldn't have been surprised. I thought someone's gonna throw something on the court, man. And luckily nobody did. And then Natasha tweeted right after, like she literally got in the locker room and just find me. Yes, she tweeted that the Man. game was at five fifteen. She tweeted that at five twenty. <laughs> Dude, she was like, she was pissed. I've never seen Natasha Cloud that mad. I've never seen Elijah Clark that mad before. This is what happened. It was like a loose ball on the floor. Elijah Clark slowing the floor, got the ball, and immediately looks at the ref and yells timeout at the ref. The ref was like no less than 10 feet away from Elijah, like literally seeing the play. And she's yelling timeout at the ref. The ref doesn't call the timeout. He calls the jump ball, and Elijah Clark jumped up and ran away screaming. I was yelling timeout. I couldn't. Have, I've never seen so much frustration and anger from the players in my life. Man, that's that's insane. That is absolutely insane. And then, um, well, first before, well, first before I ask you, um, who's your champion? I'm, I'm gonna ask you. I, I wish Damon was on this episode because I really want to light him up about this, but. Where do you think Connecticut is gonna go? 
this year. Mm. I might have to say semifinals. Yeah. I might have to say semifinals. <sighs> yeah, because look, man, I, I like Connecticut. I do, but I just got to be honest. I mean, is John Quill still playing well? Yes. But she's not she has not played like MVP John Cole Jones at all this season. And you know, I just, you know, just they they're missing Jasmine Thomas. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, Courtney Williams and you know Natisha Heideman, they're they're playing well, but I mean they're missing their point guard. Um, of course, you know, Dewana Bonner has been playing outstanding basketball. Brianna Jones as well, but I just if John Quill is playing like 2022 John Quill and not 2021 John Quill, that team is not gonna go as far as people think they might go. Just as an honesty thing, I just I just don't see it. So with that. Like I have said all season long, my 2022 WNBA champions are the Las Vegas Aces with Kelsey Plum taking finals MVP. But, John, what about you? I got Vegas beating uh, either Chicago or Seattle. Mm -hmm. Either Chicago or Seattle. And I got A.J. Wilson as MVP. And... On that note, since we just wrapped up talking about the Aces, we, we I've been wanting to go in depth with this for a while, but things happened to where we couldn't record. Our final WNBA topic, John, let's talk about Liz Kimbae. Jesus Christ. Um, um, first, I'm just going to give, you know, well, for those of y'all that don't know, you know, Liz Kimbae had a contract divorce with the Sparks, and, you know, she, she don't play no more. Um, I'm just going to try to give a rundown. I'm going to give a quick rundown of Liz Cambage's entire WNBA career. So, boom, let's start 2011. She's drafted second overall by the Tulsa Shock, second to Maya Moore. As soon as she gets to Tulsa, she say, I don't want to play in Tulsa because I don't want to be a franchise player. I want to work on my game. Respectable, but also stupid. Um... I don't remember who got injured that year, but Liz Cambage ended up being an all-star, averaging 11 points and five rebounds. Not impressive. The next year, she doesn't play for whatever. Then 2013, she goes to Tulsa again. She improves. She averages 16. She she leads the league in blocks. And after that, (laughs) she leaves the WNBA for five years because she doesn't want to play in Tulsa. Five years. Five years. She comes back in 2018. Oh yeah, matter of fact, 2013 was she was playing with rookie um Skyler. You know, of course the team sucked, but you know. 2018, she signs a multi-year contract with Dallas, who is the new Tulsa, by the way. The new Tulsa shot. The Dallas Wings. She signs a multi-year contract. She's hooping. Skyler's hooping, but the team sucks. You know, of course, because it it was that Tulsa slash Dallas. So 
literally not even 11 months after signing a multi-year contract with Dallas, request a trade. And she gets sent to Vegas. And, you know, they played well, but they ended up losing to the Mystics in the conference finals, I believe. And, you know, the Mystics ended up winning the title that year, so no problems. But then let's let's talk about <clears throat> uh, the 2020. Oh, yeah, because she didn't play in 2020 because she had pre-existing conditions. Let's talk about the 2021 Las Vegas Aces. Oh, boy. So just, just, just hear this roster, right? Kirsten Bell, Sidney Colson, Chelsea Gray, De'Erica Hamby, Theresa Plaisons, Kelsey Plum, Ileana Rupert, Aisha Shepard, Kia Williams, Raquana Wilson, a- oh my God, Williams, Asia Wilson, and Jackie Young. John, correct me if I'm, I'm wrong, but does that not sound like a WNBA championship team? Vegas was always a championship team. Okay, so let, let's 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 break this down. <laughs> Do you have this team? This team that last season, the 2021 WNBA season, went 24 and eight, number one in the W. And you're like, okay, either Las Vegas or the Mercury is winning the title. We get to the conference finals, and it's Vegas versus Phoenix. And what happened? Ladies and gentlemen, what Brittany Griner did to Liz Cambage should be studied for years on how to psychologically ruin a WNBA player. Brittany Griner made Liz Cambage look like food offensively and defensively the entire series. She got clamped. And then she leaves. She leaves Vegas after after she gets embarrassed by Brittany Griner in the conference final. She leaves Vegas to go to LA to form a super team with Kennedy Carter, Jordan Canada, Katie Lou Samuels, and Brittany Sice, Lexi Brown, Liz Cambage. That's while not a championship team, definitely sounds like a good playoff run, and they suck. Liz Cambage is playing mid as fuck, and she's causing locker room issues and all these other things, and then she leaves the Sparks. John, just what did I mean? Because you already knew this, but like just hearing all of this, what is your initial reaction to this? This whole Liz Cambage situation, her entire WNBA career. Oh, I'm not surprised. I am not surprised about Liv. I've literally seen her argue against Bill Lambier. Bill Lambier, the one that was fighting Michael Jordan, knocking him down, knocking him out. Bill Lambier. Yeah, I've literally seen her argue against him, like literally yell at him and argue back and forth with him. So I was like, okay, this girl's toxic. And then. You've literally seen her win the Olympics last summer, fight the whole Nigerian team, calling for monkeys and saying you need to go, go back to the third world country. Keep in mind, she half Nigerian. Half Nigerian. Oh Killing Nigerians. Oh my God. I, the, the irony in that is ridiculous. Ooh. And then what's even worse is that, like, she went to the Sparks. No, no, before she left Vegas, she called out the owner saying, why is Becky Hammond getting paid more than her? 
Becky Hammond this season has proved why she deserves to get paid that much. Exactly. <laughs> but then you, Liz. And then you get traded to LA and you quit on the she quit on the team, by the way. Cause she went in the locker room after I think it was either a win or a loss and said, I can't do this no more. Told the team that in the locker room. I can't do this no more, and left. When you say that to your teammates, one of them being Christy Tolliver, you're done. You're you're not getting re-signed to another team. Hello. You're not. She's you done. Have, I mean, you didn't want to come back to Tulsa. Somehow you don't like it in Dallas. You created a problem in Vegas, which, come on now, Vegas is like the literal definition of team chemistry. The literal definition of team chemistry. Not even like the literal definition of team chemistry. That's like the little definition, the literal definition of how a WNBA team should be treated. They they have a, a owner that cares about them, gives them a very nice place to live because the owner's the owner of uh, the Vegas Aces, uh, Mark Davis, he, like, gives them a place for the players to stay. Like, hey, this is where you will be living. And it's very nice. And in Vegas, they gave them their own arena. And they have fans there. How the organization is operated is well done. It's how a WNBA team should operate. So the fact that she had a problem there, it's like, what is it? And then you go to L.A. L.A., one of the first teams in WNBA history. That she wanted to go to. She always wanted to go to. Always. Before she went to Vegas, she wanted to go to L.A. Before she went to Vegas, she wanted to go to L.A. She wanted to go to L.A. Goes to L.A. And is like, I can't do this because they wouldn't pass her the ball. She was requesting the ball a lot in the post to the point where it was very annoying. And then teammates like Jordan Canada and Britton Sykes, they were like, all right, that's it. Like, all right, here, damn. And then then she was like, I quit. I can't do this no more. And the thing that makes it worse is people – Already, like, people who have watched the WNBA, like, even the casuals who have watched the WNBA know if Liz Cambage wasn't so damn lazy, she could easily be the best center in the league. Yeah. I mean, there was a time where she was the best center in the league when she was in Dallas. I mean, hell, she scored 53 in a game for crying out loud. I don't like her having that record, by the way. Um, She don't deserve no. that. But no, she, scored 53. she scored 53 in a game. 53. How many WNBA players have even scored 50? I think two. And I think Ricardo Williams is the other one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, only two yeah, it people. Was like, it was a crazy record. It was like Ricardo Williams got it. And then Liz Cambage got it. Like, either in the same season or like yeah, two. Yeah. Crazy. Like, like Liz Cambage had the potential to be – a top 25 at 25. She had she definitely had it. She could have yeah. been. 
She could have been. But she's lazy. She likes team ever. She likes attitude. Everything that a top 25 or 25 with a, with her talent should have, she doesn't have. Because, I mean, let's be honest. When Liz plays at her peak, she's one of the best two-way players ever. Like, she's dominant. But these past few seasons, bro, she looks like food. Like, oh, my God. Like, did you – that Aces game where Asia just, like – Asia just bitched her all game, man. I love, I loved it. I love to see it, but, dude, oh, my God. So, I, I agree with you. I Liz is done with the WNBA. I don't know if she's still going to play basketball. Um, I know she has the OnlyFans thing going. Um, I don't – Look, by the way, sex workers, um, I applaud you. I applaud you. I, I'm in full support of what y'all and what y'all do. But Liz Cambage, I I need you to do something else because basketball just ain't you it, it ain't it for you. It's not. It's just not. And with that, we're gonna move into wrestling. Um, this first topic that we're gonna talk about, man. I have been wanting to talk about this for literally since the day it happened. Um we are still in shock about this shit. Um, Vince McMahon retired. Like, full-blown, he's done. Like, no no creative control, like nothing. Vince McMahon is gone. I have been trying to process this for a while because everybody thought Vince McMahon was going to die in the chair. I thought he was going to die in the chair. I thought that he would never retire and the company would just, you know, fall apart. But thankfully, because, you know, he spent, um, I believe, what, $19 million on pussy? He had to retire, which is still crazy. Vince McMahon spent $19 million, which is more than he paid for WCW. And ECW combined for pussy that is like not 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 only fans not porn pussy itself this mcmahon was pimping was getting pimped out by his own locker room 19 million dollars in hush money really vince really but um john what what did you first think when you heard the news that vince mcmahon was officially stepping down I was shocked. I was shocked. I didn't. Be- I couldn't believe it. I thought you know Vince McMahon would die <laughs> before retiring or handing it off to Stephanie and Triple H. I couldn't believe it. And then once it came out that Stephanie was co CEO, I was like, "Who's the other CEO?" Nick Khan. I was like, "Oh Lord, here we go." Man. Here we go. And then they said triple and when they said triple H took over creative. God bless. God bless. Here we go. Triple H. There we go. There we go. Triple H taking over creative. It's crazy. Dude. Cause and people like I've seen people say, Oh, we should talk about Vince McMahon's legacy. No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Cause listen, everybody knows Vince McMahon's legacy on wrestling. I mean, he's the founder of WWE. Well, his dad is the founder of WWE, but I mean, he's been the CEO of WWE all this time. Like, there's no 
wrestling doesn't have the big platform it does without Vince McMahon. Everybody knows that, but Vince McMahon is not a good person. I don't I would like to see a documentary done on Vince and all the shitty things he's done. We need a dark side of the ring. We do. Um, Vince McMahon being out of WWE, out of wrestling, is a good thing. Because the man lost his touch a long time ago. And everybody was just like, oh, well, Triple H isn't going to do any better. Have y'all seen Raw SmackDown lately? (laughs) Have y'all seen? I I have consistently, and I can't I can't believe I'm saying this. I have consistently enjoyed WWE for the first time in years, mm-hmm. and you know it's not like there's big changes already. Like it's not gonna happen. Like I mean, John Laurinaitis is gone. Kevin Dunn is gone. Like those. It's like it's the small things. Like it's not gonna be everything just changes at once, but. I mean, there's more wrestling, and they're allowed to say wrestling now. So I just want to say fuck Vince. And that ties into our our other wrestling topic, the future of WWE as we know it. Um, Triple H is going to go crazy. I mean, SummerSlam, we see Bayley, Io Shirai, and Dakota Kai come out in our faction. Love that. Um, who else has come back? Um, Oh, that uh, that uh, control your narrative guy. Oh, him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Carrying Cross is back. I don't. Yeah. I don't know who asked for that. I don't. Oh my god. But Scarlet say the end is here. The end is here. Look, yep. bro. It's here. I want to know what he was doing on January sixth. I want to know. There? How bro. do you? How do you do Man, they all friends, bro. They ain't in the same boat. Nah, bro. Listen, after what Roman did to Austin Theory, bro, he gonna do carrying across even worse. So, uh, uh-uh. so I mean, bro, look, Adam Cole bitched him in front of his wife. Yeah. Me personally, me personally, <laughs> I, I can't take that up with disrespect. You, <laughs> if I get cooked on national TV in front of my wife, I'm never wrestling again, bro. I'm sorry. Like you re- respect, I respect carrying Cross for that because. I I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that because that man got. <clears throat> he said, Adam Cole said, that man said you're not special. Do you know what special? You know what separates from me and you? They ring the damn bell. Oh, oh my god! And then you know, you think, okay, because you hear the returns aren't stopping, and we're like, okay, cool, we perfectly fine with that. And I'm watching, I'm I didn't even watch SmackDown, bro. I just checked Twitter. And all I hear is bro, bro, bro. <laughs> listen, listen. You did good. You did good. Everybody's saying bring Swerve back. No, don't bring Swerve back. All right. Bring Carmelo and trick up and put them with hit row. I don't care. Is that racially motivated? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but it's okay. I'm black. I can actually say it. I can say that. Look, um, I think that the company is gonna go many, many places. Um, I'm not saying like they're just automatically gonna become the best wrestling company in the world, but I mean, they are going to vastly improve because Vince is gone. Because I know a lot of talent is happy because Vince is gone. I mean, Ricochet put on a banger. Um, mm-hmm. 
Tommaso Ciampa and Bobby Lashley put on one of the best TV matches I've ever seen. Dolph Ziggler and Chad Gable went crazy. And now for the first time, I don't know how TNA did not pick up on this, but we get in Bobby Lashley versus AJ Styles. I don't know how that didn't happen in TNA, but look, bro, that match is about to be heat, man. Like that needs to be the main event, like right. like Gunsa and Shinsuke, and it needs to be a video package. <laughs> Dog, like I think because the wrestling is definitely improved. Um, we can tell the promos aren't scripted that much anymore, if at all. I mean, Bianca is not scripted anymore. Liv is finally being a real person. Um, Rhonda as a heel still can't talk, but I mean she's she's doing a little better. I mean, mm-hmm. she said she said being the best is expensive, but I can afford it. That line was cold. I'm not even gonna hold you, but yeah. Um, John, what do you think about the future of this company from here on out with the fence being gone? It's bright. Future's very bright. Um, but you did bring up Liv. You did bring up Liv. Um, oh. Yeah, I think that experiment, ooh. I mean, the finish at SummerSlam, I think that messed up the momentum of Liv. Am I the only person who didn't hate it? The I finish? actually got to, yeah, I kind of fucked with it. I mean, I, I don't know, bro, because it's just like, I mean, the Rev didn't see her tap. I mean, because when she said, you know, she thought the ref had counted three, three, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Like, because here's the, I, I just, I don't know why she's getting booed. I, just, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Her booking has been terrible, but I just don't think the finish was as bad as people are making it seem. Yeah, but I mean, when the crowd was booing her and when Channing you tap out, jeez, I mean, I mean, she's the champion. Yeah. And chanting that, that's a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah, it's rough, man. But, but I mean, outside of live, like, do you think that the booking has gotten better overall? Booking? Uh, a little a little bit, but it's just too early to tell. It's only been like yeah. what, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been like two weeks since Triple H's been in charge. So like let's give it like a few years. Yeah. Because I don't want to say, like, anything too early, but, I mean, if this is, you know, a show of what's to come, they're going to be real. Hey, they're going to be in real good shape. Man. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Triple H, uh, if you happen to stumble upon this podcast, I don't know how you will, Um, but I have one request. One request only. For the love of God, please bring Paige back and let her wrestle. Because I know she cleared. I know she cleared. Please. And shoot, even, hey, even bring AJ back, bro. Because ain't she in, she in that company with uh, Tessa Blanchard? No, save her. Please. Yeah. Please. Nah, like, she's not coming back. 
Oh my god, I want AJ back. Um, I mean, y'all can y'all can swipe some people from AEW for all I care, man. Um, make a trade, <laughs> make some trades, dog, man. Cause I I oh yeah, cause Lord AEW finally listen to me, man. I have been campaigning for Ricky Starks for a while, and they're finally pushing my boy. God bless. So when I said that AW was, I mean, he was the most misused wrestler in wrestling. Thank you, AW, for finally listening to me. Because I've been trying to tell y'all that man is a star. I mean, the man gets the pops like crit. I'm telling you, give it like two years, Ricky is gonna be there. He's he's gonna be like the top of the top. I'm telling you. Um, but where do you see the company WWE five years from now? Still number one. Still number one over AEW. Still is, still am. And um I think wrestling overall is going to improve. Yeah. In five years. Um performance center so going is going to be improved a lot. Triple H is gonna like hand down his position of like being running the performance center to like someone that he trusts. So like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels running NXT. Yeah. Um Shawn Michaels may give that job to somebody else. Probably someone else in DX or the click. Um yeah. Shoot, I won't be surprised if like another legend is like, you know what? I want to get back in the business. I want to coach. Yeah. Coach in the NXT. Yeah. So I, I and also AEW as well. Cause now they see like, okay, there's a change in WWE. And they're gonna focus more on the wrestling and the promos as well and development of the characters. So Tony Khan, you gotta step up. Stop. Yeah. You know, stop. Stop trying to, you know, live WWE in your head rent free. Step up. Dude, Step up. Because AEW slipping, bro. Like, people just think that, you know, having a 20, 30 plus, plus match on the card is the equals a good show. And I'm like, no, man. Like, because most of AEW's matches don't have storylines or nothing. And then, like, oh. Rampage is basically unwatchable. I mean, it's so after. It, it, it's just, no. There's too many people on the roster, and you only got three hours of TV time. Exactly. Two hours of, uh, what is it called? And Dynamite. everybody else, they're going to put them on YouTube. And then one hour Rampage, and then rest on YouTube. Yeah. Nobody goes on YouTube to watch wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, hey, man, shout-out to Tony Khan, bro, because he finally did something with Sonny Kiss, man. He, oh, yeah. He, yeah. Finally, he finally did something with, with Sonny Kiss. Um, I don't I don't know what Sonny Kiss's pronouns are, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to mess that up. But Sonny Kiss, Sonny Kiss, man, he, he she, well, whatever Sonny, Sonny Kiss's Sonny. pronouns are, Sonny should have been on TV. Yeah. And I don't like that they put Sonny with – um, these randoms that nobody's heard of. I mean that that Parker dude, that the uh 
the the ball dude that was with Joe Gacy, um, they put him with him, but you know, they're doing something with Sonny. So yeah. I'm I'm okay with that. And him have Sonny as a heel is like, okay, now you grab my attention. We got this gay person as a heel. Ooh. Oh yeah. Ooh. And ooh, you, you know, you know America. They they go hate they Boy. go hate Sonny. They gonna oh, hate Sunny. Oh, the homophobia gonna jump out in people. Yeah, it's gonna jump it's out. Gonna jump out. <laughs> but but I think that's gonna help Sunny. Yeah, definitely. I think that's gonna help yeah. Sunny. Cause Sunny has a lot of people rooting for it. Yeah. Shoot, I mean I'm one of them, so I mean go go Sunny Kiss, man. Sunny Sunny Kiss. You 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 have a good time. You have a good time. But Speak on on the, our last wrestler topic because I, I forgot to mention this. Um, speaking of a good time or what people thought would be a good time, but ended up being a waste of money for everybody that did it. I don't know why you spent money on this, but hey, it's your bread. You do what you want. Let's talk about Ric Flair's last match. Um, first of uh-huh. all, <laughs> first of all, for those saying Ric Flair is one of the best wrestlers of all time, can we stop? Can we please no, stop? Yes, yes. No. Okay. Can you name me five moves that Ric Flair does? Five. Just five. Figure four leg lock. Okay. <laughs> Slap chop. Okay, that that's that's two. You struggling. He's <laughs> struggling. He's struggling. You're proving my point. This nigga don't have five. John Cena got five moves. Okay. But okay, let's let's go. Let's go. The attitude adjustment slash the FU, the five knuckle shuffle, the STFU, um, the uh the little suplex thing, the little back body drop, and he got the springboard stunner. Um, he got a Canadian destroyer now. Um he just implemented them. He got that that little uh what he called that thing, the kamikaze punch of doom or something like that. No, <laughs> that that's the, the thunder, the Canadian destroyer. No, does not count. We talking from two thousand and five to two thousand and fifteen. He did the Canadian destroyer. Well. in two thousand fifteen. Listen, bro. I I just Ric Flair. Oh God! Where he got the suplex? A suplex. Mm-hmm. A suplex, John. A, a suplex, my nigga. Really, a suplex. This is what we. This that's is what we're that's, that's a that's a that's a move right there. I can do a suplex. No, you can't. We can. <laughs> you know what, John? I'm a. You know what, bro? We go at homecoming. We go. I'm a suplex, you, bro. I don't know how we gonna we gonna figure this out. You're five foot two. <laughs> that means nothing. All right, John. I can literally throw you, bro. You're five foot two. Uh, Fuck you. All right. But anyway. I wish Jalen was here. <laughs> you ain't shit for that, bro. You, you, you. Oh, my God. But anyway, so Ric Flair, for God knows why, decides he's going to have his last match ever. And it's him and Andrade versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And Andrade, I guess, got an excuse because, you know, that's his father-in-law. So he couldn't really say no because... He Charlotte could have threatened to divorce him if he said no. But to Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, 
what besides money? There, no, how much did Ric Flair pay you to do this match? Because ain't no way you gonna pay me to kill you. Okay, the first of all, the fact that Ric Flair is still alive, I don't understand. I don't know how. I really was expecting to see Ric Flair die in the ring. Am I saying I wanted to see Ric Flair die? No, because even though Ric Flair is a piece of shit human being, I'm also more. I'm 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 a Christian. Okay, I don't believe in you know. I I don't do all that. But Ric Flair should have Ric Flair should have died in the ring. Okay, that man was wrestling with a pacemaker and blood thinners. He's seventy three years old. He's blading. That man, Ric Flair took a suplex, ladies and gentlemen. Ric Flair. Can't even move. Ric Flair passed out twice in the match. He passed. Listen, end of the match. Because, no, I didn't pay for it, you idiots. I fucking pirated it. Come on now. I'm not. No. Um, Ric Flair gave some one of his other, you know, in-laws gave Andrade a pair of brass knuckles. He gives the brass knuckles to Rick. Try to, he tries to give them to Ric Flair. But Ric Flair passed out on the he on the mat sleep like this. So he don't even know. So Andrade puts the brass knuckles on Ric Flair's hand. And that bitch falls off. It fell off. He does the worst figure four I've ever seen in my entire life. Jeff Jarrett, I guess, just passed out because he got hit with the brass knuckles. And the ref counts to three. Ric Flair's shoulders was also on the mat. So shouldn't that have been a, a no contest? That match was a fucking disaster, and I loved it because that is exactly what Ric Flair deserved. He should have just—he should have been done at WrestleMania 24. Okay, when Shawn Michaels said, "I'm sorry, I love you," that should have been it. But no, he wasn't done because he wanted to go to TNA because Hulk Hogan got him to TNA, and he almost died because a bitch tried to shove a Hall of Fame ring down his throat. No, I'm probably getting my details mixed up, but TNA back then. You you don't you you don't want to remember those details. He did not need to do this. He did not need to do this. And everybody who went to that show, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Bret Hart, Charlotte, uh, any fan that was there, I, I genuinely hope that that was your last that that was your life savings. I hope you genuinely spent your life savings on that match, and you're homeless right now because you don't deserve human rights for wasting your money on that godforsaken. Awful. That that match might be worse than Charmel versus that random white girl from TNA back in the day, bro. That might be worse than that. I I'm. Please do better for yourselves, ladies and gentlemen. Please. So Ric Flair, just just stop. Oh yeah, and the day after the match, he said, "Oh yeah, we about to run it back next week." You got finessed, ladies and gentlemen. You got finessed. Deservedly. I'm sorry, bro. That that whole thing just really just I I can't. But John, what did you think first of all? Like once you heard Ric Flair was having his last match, and then like I know it's been clips all over the internet. So like, what did you think? You know, seeing these clips. If he's running low on money, all he all he could have done is just create a GoFundMe and promote it. And wrestling fans will give him money. <laughs> <laughs> he would take money 
out of their savings oh and checkings to give Ric Flair some money. Bro. They would take money out of their 401ks, their, the stock shares that they had, they would sell them and give what they got to Ric Flair. You got old wrestling fans who don't even watch wrestling no more <laughs> tweeting about this and say, I would give my money to Ric Flair to stop wrestling. <laughs> if he needed money, all he had to say is, I need money and I would give it to him. You got grown men on Twitter saying, bro, if Ric Flair needs money, I would give it to him. <laughs> grown men who haven't watched wrestling in 10, 15 years. I think the worst part about this whole thing is the fact that Ric Flair is 73 years old. Not the fact that he was wrestling, but the fact that he bladed. He bladed. Oh, my God. Listen. Okay. Ric Flair is on blood thinners, ladies and gentlemen, meaning he already running out of blood. You going to sit here and give more blood to the ring in the in, in the outside? You already don't have enough blood as is. You can't afford to be losing blood, Ric Flair. Oh listen, listen, I'm telling you, look, if Ric Flair ever blades again, all the blood that's left in his body is gone because he only got like two ounces left. Ric Flair will die the next time he blades. He might die the next time he wrestles if he ever wrestles again. If that is your last match, Rick, please let it be your last match. Leave the wrestling to Charlotte and Andrade. Please. Bro, like, please. You really don't need to bleed anymore in wrestling. You really don't. It don't matter who what wrestler it is. You really no. don't need to bleed anymore. You really don't. Like it's just unnecessary now. The fact that he was he bladed is just oh my god, bro. Just get a capsule. <laughs> just get a capsule, man. And just. Bro. Smear it all over your head. You don't need a blade. Just and, get a capsule. And you know what? You know what I just thought about? How did nothing, not one of his five wives, not one of his four children, and not one of his two in laws told him this was a bad idea? It's five, nine, ten. You had 11 people who could have told you not to do this. And none of those 11 people told you not to do it. Oh my God, Ric Flair is so that. Oh Jesus Christ! I don't know why. I don't know why. But at at seventy three, I'm not doing anything. Okay, when I retire, I'm done. Don't ask me to do anything. I don't want to do anything. If you if I want money, I will make a GoFundMe. Ric Flair is too. Ric Flair to have needed to do this. Like, I think I think Ric Flair was broke. I I think so. I, I genuinely think so. But look, bro, Rick, in all seriousness, I hope that your pacemaker still works. Um I I I hope that you're sitting in a hospital bed in a nursing home. Just just go to a nursing home, check yourself in, and don't leave. Because you don't need to go outside again. You, we tell wrestling fans to touch grass. No, you don't need to touch grass no more. You just need to sit down. You're done. Please. 
please don't go outside again. Please. I'm sorry, y'all. I just that that whole ordeal of Ric Flair just oh my god. That was sick. That was ridiculously sick. But that's gonna do it for the wrestling portion. And now moving into our final topics, moving into the NBA. Um, first and foremost, um a couple weeks ago, um the basketball world lost not a legend, the legend. Um Bill Russell passed away a few weeks ago and um his jersey number six is being officially retired by the NBA. Um, deservedly so. Um, I mean, for those of y'all, just if you you don't really need to know his accolades because that's just how good he was. But if you want to know, he was an eleven-time champion, five-time MVP, twelve-time All-Star, All-Star Game MVP, multiple um, you know, all NBA's all defense led the Regan Regan rebounding multiple times, lifetime achievement award. Won the uh two NCAA titles with um San Francisco. I mean, there's nothing that he didn't do in basketball, and I mean his activism across the world. I mean, he was one of the first high-profile black athletes in the U.S. So you guys know, like he went through so much, and I mm-hmm. mean, dude. Yeah, exactly. In the most racist basketball fan base in the history of sport. No, in sports, not basketball, in sports. Not only was he their franchise player, but he got 11 rings. 11. That's something that will never be done again. Ever. So, um, John, the first thing I'm going to ask you, um, I mean, besides, you know, how you feel about his legacy on not only basketball, but just the world in general, how do you feel about um, his jersey being retired by the entire league? Um, It came, like, as a shock to me. I was like, oh, wow. This whole number is being retired retired across the league. And I was like, that's kind of unnecessary because, you know, there are there's already a, a trophy named after him, but it's the NBA's decision. It's not my decision, so I was like, okay, I got along with it as well, and um, yeah, and I think that's gonna be interesting, like all with his number being retired across the league, and I think Michael Jordan needs his number retired across the league. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely understand it, you know, at this point. Just mm-hmm. I don't know if right now. Right now. Um but here's why. Okay, so for those of y'all that don't know, the number six jersey while it is being retired, it's being grandfathered, which means that any player who has it now can still wear it, but once they done with it, that's it. But, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, there are certain people who just don't need to wear the number six. Um, Alice Caruso can change his number. Porzingis can change his number. Lou Will can change his number. Lance Stevenson, Hami Diallo, you for sure can change that number. You can come up out of that. I love you, but no. Bryn Forbes, 
But let me tell you something. LeBron, you go back to that damn 23 right now. Take it off. Take the six off. Take it off. Now, it's not Miami, okay? It's not Miami. You take that six off. All right? Go back to 23. But, nah. Honestly, but I feel like LeBron is going to end up changing it anyway because I just feel like, I mean, LeBron is the type of person where he would want to um honor Bill Russell's legacy like that. So I, I'm not going to be mad if he keeps it, but I actually think LeBron will go back to 23 this season. But uh, John, what do you, what do you think about um? I mean, LeBron's case about this. With LeBron, I mean, I mean, he's still wearing the number six. So, if you admit, if you associate the six to LeBron, in my opinion, you're you're a Bron sexual. That, <laughs> I mean, I don't even associate no. LeBron. I associate twenty three to LeBron. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I don't know why people are associating. Uh, something I need help, man. Yeah, yeah. Bron sexual help. <laughs> they they, oh they don't God. like basketball. They just sexually attracted to the ball. Oh my god. If there's one thing about John, bro, this thing's gonna tell you LeBron our fans are weird. His fans are weird. I love LeBron. His Yo. fans are horrible. Yeah. They are terrible human beings. <laughs> they are human beings that need job. You mean to tell me the unemployment rate is under 10%? And then those and then his fans are a part of that unemployment percentage? That makes no sense. The unemployment rate should be higher. Because bronsexuals, there is like a million of them, and they oh my <laughs> no god, way all million of them are a part of that unemployment. Rate, you you know? a sick man, you a sick man. <laughs> but moving into our final topic of the day, we're gonna talk to you guys about the biggest menaces in NBA history, and that's gonna include on the court and off the court. Mm-hmm. So most of these are going to be like, if you know, you know. The first one, um, Patrick Beverly. Um, Patrick Beverly. I mean, dude, player. Patrick Beverly got me in Twitter jail, bro. Um, I don't, I don't like that man. I, I, I can't. Okay, listen. When he pushed Chris Paul, first of all, I don't even like Chris Paul, but he pushed Chris Paul like that, and I got on his ass on Twitter, and I ended up in Twitter jail because of that. So I will never ever like Patrick Beverly. But Patrick Beverly is literally just like a roach in the NBA that nobody can step on. And when you try to step on him, he it, he just moves out. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, nobody has humbled Patrick Beverly and it blows me to this day. And I don't understand. But, um, John, who who would you view as a menace in the NBA? Just some names. Uh, Latrell Sprewell. (laughs) That man choked his coach. I knew you was going to say that. He choked his coach. Oh, my God. Uh, Uh, Another menace. Uh, Kevin Garnett. 
Yeah. Kevin told Carmelo Anthony, your wife, Lala Anthony, tastes like it's Kool-Aid. Like, I don't need that <laughs> and here's the thing. Carmelo and Lala, they don't go to together no more. Bro. They don't go to the, together no more. Oh my God. Who else? Uh, what was his name? I can't think of it. Um. Oh my God! I can't think. I can't believe I forgot his name like that. Special Agent Zero, man. Gilbert Arenas. Think about the guns in the locker room. <laughs> Yo, yes, Gilbert. Oh my God. Gilbert. That nigga. Um, Zaza Um, I will always hate him with a passion. I I don't I know. That is one of the dirtiest players to ever play. My favorite minutes of all time is, of course, Rasheed Wallace, who I don't know if he still had has the most technicals in NBA history, but Rasheed, you you go, man, you go. I love you. You are so great. Um, but John, who else would you say is a menace in the NBA? Menace in the NBA. Well, well, I everyone knows on our test, not a little piece. I mean, you already seen the malice in the palace brawl and everything. Yeah, malice, I mean that's just enough ex- explanation. Right yeah. There. So let's find another menace. Yeah. Man. Um, I don't really know if I would count this as a, him being a menace, but it's the one thing that he did. Um, Kermit Washington. Ooh, I, oh. I don't know if I, I don't know if I really would call him a menace, but yeah. I mean, bro, that <laughs> almost killed. Uh, he almost killed, bro. Um, yeah, and I feel I feel so bad because like. I heard like he wasn't really even like that for real, nah. but then like he just got this image, and I feel, I feel so bad. But I mean, bro, nigga, not, spinal, not. nigga, spinal fluid leaking out his head, bro. That's I, ah, Jesus Christ. Um, let me think. Who else? According to Bill Lambeer, I'm. Oh my God, Bill Lambeer. Yeah, Beard, that's a menace. <laughs> bad boy. And Lewis Cambage was arguing. At him, was yelling at him. <laughs> you mean to tell me, Bill oh, Lambeer, one of the menaces of the NBA, and you gonna yell back at him? Oh my God. Problemless. You the oh problem. God. Another menace. Um, to the Knicks fans, Trey Young. Trey Young, oh my eyes, no, Trey. He's not a menace. No, <laughs> to the no, Knicks. To the Knicks. No, to the Knicks, man. No, he's not a menace. No, bro, that, that man, man. That man never fought. <laughs> Trey Young bro. just existed, and they just man. say <laughs> that's all yeah. Trey Young did was Ooh, exist. Uh, Charles Oakley has too, man. Because Charles Oakley, oh yes, no, that he is, is a menace. That man was literally trying to fight any and everybody, man. Um. Who else? Um, that other guy whose name I won't say. Um, the guy who likes kids. Um, not gonna um, say his name, but yeah, he a menace. Um, let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Uh, Michael Jordan. After that. Oh uh, my god. Michael Jordan. He's a menace. Dude. After that, uh, Last Dance documentary. Yeah. He's a menace. Oh my god. Um, Dennis Rodman too. 
Like Dennis Rodman wasn't just a menace on the floor. He was a menace off the floor, bro. Like this man skipped practice to go to Vegas, fuck Madonna, appear on WCW Nitro, and still won a championship. I I don't know how. Oh, but he was still dating Carmen Electra at the time. Man, you just said it like when Michael Jordan Phil Jackson pulled up to the hotel room, <laughs> she was in there, <laughs> bro. You know, I think the biggest menace of all time, and not for basketball reasons, Will Chamberlain. Yeah, listen, Will Chamberlain is a was a nasty man, all right, besides the fact. That this nigga scored 100 points in the game, besides the fact that this nigga averaged 50 in a season. <laughs> I don't know if this number is true or not, but Will Chamberlain himself, this That's, nigga yeah. himself said he had fucked, he had fucked in his lifetime 20,000 women. That Good. is nasty work. That's nasty. Look. We people used to applaud stuff like that, but you know what? <laughs> how do wait? How did Will Chamberlain die? He had like a heart failure or something like that. Oh no, he ain't had no heart failure. He ain't had no heart failure. That man had AIDS. You cannot tell. Me. Oh my god, okay. <laughs> Will Chamberlain, oh, okay. Will, ladies and gentlemen, I'm saying it right now. Will no. Chamberlain died. From no. an Will Chamberlain Will- die from an STD? You no. cannot tell me that he wrapped up. You cannot tell me that he wrapped up with twenty thousand women, bro. He didn't. He had to at least hit five thousand of them more. And you cannot tell me that they're all twenty thousand of those women were clean. You can't. You cannot tell me that all twenty thousand of these women were clean. So I'm telling you, Will Chamberlain died from an STD. No. I. He probably, I don't know what it could have been, but he had STD. You gonna tell me, John? John, be honest. If you slept, if you slept with twenty thousand women, you telling me that you would have known for a fact that all twenty thousand of these women were clean? What is? What are the odds that twenty thousand women? We're clean. What are the odds of that? You know what? No, 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 no. We don't look this up. We don't look STD rates in women. Lord, we... <clears throat> can we move on to the <laughs> person? Next person. Next person. Next person. Yeah, that, that, Dr. We gonna, Jerry Buss. We gonna, we gonna Dr. Jerry Buss is a menace. Dr. Jerry Buss, menace. Y- y'all saw uh, Winning Time on HBO. That man had a dying mother, cried to the servant of his mother, cried his way Whoa. into some into some sex. That no, that that is sick. Oh <laughs> Jerry Buss is sick man. You know who's another bit is? I'm gonna say Magic, Magic Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Magic Johnson. Why was you eating pussy in the coach's office? <laughs> you was sick of that. You were sick. <laughs> Why? Why oh, are you eating no pussy? Magic God. put Cookie through hell. Put her, put her through oh hell. My God. 
didn't even move her out until he until he like lost the championship in 1991. <laughs> like, bro, man's been in the league for 10 years by that point. Like, and you know, you know the worst part about it. Every year that the Lakers won a title, he did not want to bring Cookie to the games. No. But then when Cookie started coming to the games, they started losing. <laughs> that is so – and I feel so bad for Cookie because she don't deserve none of the stuff that happened to her, dude. Like, magic, magic. Listen, everybody said future was the toxic king. No, Magic wow. Johnson is the toxic <laughs> king, okay? If you watch Winning Time, you already know. You you already know. Oh, boy. Because when Magic came out and said something about it, that made him look even worse. And it came oh, out with his God. own documentary. That made him look even worse. <laughs> like, I don't understand, bro. Um, let me think. Another menace. I mean, Shaq, of course. I mean, yeah. Shaq was <laughs> bullying everybody, bro, on the court. Um, Ben Wallace too. Um, I mean, everybody that was involved in that. You ben said Wallace, like, he wasn't not a not a menace in the sense of like he was just terrorizing people, like just off basketball wise yeah, on the court like yeah on the court. um basically everybody that was involved in Malice at the palace is a menace jesus christ um who else kobe kobe yeah kobe we can, we can say kobe because there's so many stories of like kobe just being wild like when jeremy lynn said kobe came to practice like the day before the trade, the trade deadline, it said, "I'm here to say goodbye to some of y'all sorry ass bums because y'all getting traded." <laughs> oh, wait a minute! I forgot one, and I can't believe I'd forgot it. Gary Payton. <laughs> no, Gary Payton. Oh my god. Yeah and no. Because yeah, because like he was very, he was a very great, he was a great defensive player, and it passed down to his son. No, because Michael Jordan did not look at him as a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Last dance documentary, <laughs> he, he laughed at Gary Payton. Was like, you were not even. I was even worried about you. <laughs> so yes and no on Gary. Oh my Payton. god. Oh my yes, god. He's a great player and it passed down to his son. No, because Michael Jordan laughed him off to the side and said, I wasn't even worried about you, bro. <laughs> the the other another he was menace. Let's let's talk about let's talk about some white people, man. Larry Bird. Larry Bird, yes. Larry Bird. <laughs> listen, listen. Larry Bird might be one of the most disrespectful people to ever hit the face of basketball. Because Larry Bird will go on the basketball court, literally tell you he was about to cook you, then proceed to cook you, and you couldn't do nothing about it, dog. Didn't like, Larry Bird tell the defender what moves he was doing and then do the move and still get a Like, bro, if, if you ever had to guard Larry Bird, I'm sorry, but, like, that that's... Ooh. If I ever had to guard Larry Bird in his prime, and he told me exactly what he was going to do, so I knew how to guard it. 
and he still managed to cook. No, nah, I'm not playing basketball ever again. No. <laughs> nah, I, there's nah, a story man. one time. Um, I think Larry Bird was getting ready to play the Lakers. But um, before they played the Lakers, they were playing Atlanta. They were either playing Atlanta or Portland. And uh, Larry Bird said, I'm going to rest my right hand. Oh, my I'm God. Gonna, I'm not going to use it for this game. And Larry Bird came out, used his left hand the whole game and scored 45 points with his left hand. Oh, my God. His left hand. <laughs> his left hand, y'all. He used his left hand. He took a break oh from his God. right hand and used his left hand. Five points. He said, I'm going to rest my right hand. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to save the right hand for the next game. I'm going to use my left hand and score 45. In a win. That's... that's... <laughs> I'm sorry. If I was nah, that, that was a sick man. That was, was a sick man. Team. I would have the team run, like, just run suicides in, like, full courts and teams the whole next practice, bro. Like, oh, my God. Wait, hold on. Did we say Charles Barkley? Yeah. No, we did not. We did not say Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley is a menace. (laughs) He was a menace on the court, and and he's a menace on TNT. The minutes on the golf course, <laughs> the way how he plays golf is tragic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Wait, didn't he almost fight a little girl too? No, 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 no. I don't think he no fight a little girl. That's wild. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> or either he fight on a little girl or he spit on a little girl. It was one of them too. I think he spat on her. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, that that is that's a that's a that's a wild nigga right there. Um, <laughs> would you consider Draymond to be a menace? Okay, I'll say not anymore. Oh. <laughs> not any, not not anymore. Mm. Um, let me see. Is there anybody else? Okay, is there anybody else you think is a menace? A menace. Hmm. Let me think. Uh, Tim Duncan could be a possibility. Because he wasn't like a menace like, like Patrick Beverly menace. But this is what he'll do, right? He'll hit you with a move. Even Kevin Garnett said it. Hit you with a move. He'll get a bucket. He'll come back to you and be like, nice try. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> He'll be like, nice try. Or better luck next time. Like phrases that would like get in your skin. <laughs> Man, I'm not even going to hold you, bro. I probably would have laughed at Tim Duncan if he said something to me. <laughs> nice try. Next time, because he's so quiet, like I probably would have bust out laughing, dog. <laughs> probably, 
the fact that there are this many that just came straight off the rip just shows like the NBA is full of crazy motherfuckers. Crazy. I'm trying to think who else. You could add Jimmy Butler after that um Minnesota. Oh my god. <laughs> that man said y'all suck, so I'ma take I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the role players and cook y'all and then cook them. <laughs> man. Hey man, all I'm gonna say is though one of those players got a ring now. And he was a he, he was a major factor, but um I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Um go Andrew Wiggins. But um Jesus Christ. You know, you know who is really a menace though, but not because of trash talking, but just disrespectfully good at basketball. Steph. Steph is Jesus Christ. Listen, you wouldn't you wouldn't consider Steph a basketball menace. No. Well on the court menace. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. On the court. Yeah, off the court, no. No, bro. But on the court, Steph is sick. I, bro, Jesus Christ. There's that many menaces. That's ridiculous. Well, you can say Giannis. Giannis has a history. Oh, yeah. Because when he almost killed, uh, what's his face? Uh, Oh, Wagner. Him. <laughs> no, not him. Uh, his root. Hold on. Who did Mike he? Dunleavy. Yeah. He yeah. he he pushed Mike Dunleavy to the crowd. <laughs> Bro. He pushed him to the crowd in a home game. Bro, oh, I think they said Giannis was actually had blood. Like he actually saw red. Bro. When Giannis gets mad, and that was man, and I was skinny Giannis too. Man. And he found a grown man. He was nineteen, like not a grown man. Like this, this was skinny bones. Giannis doing that, man. It, it, oh boy, bro. You know what I just thought about though? What doesn't make sense to me? How is it that KD and Giannis are the same size? Like they both weigh like two forty something. Wait, didn't Giannis almost fight his coach? I feel like he did. Yeah, he almost fought his coach. It was after Jason Kidd got fired from Milwaukee. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they had the interim coach, and they didn't get along. And he almost fought him during a timeout, and he had to get restrained. Man. Giannis is a menace. <laughs> Boy. Nah, bro. But how is... How are how are Giannis and KD the same size? How? I I don't understand. I don't know the growth spurts, bro. But like, think about it. They're the same height. They weigh about the same. But Giannis looks like you know an athlete. KD looks like he doesn't eat often. <laughs> like, like. 
when 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 Kyrie fast, that is what KD looks like. If KD looks like if Kyrie if if he was Kyrie, and was fasting, because listen, KD looks like he don't eat food, man. And you telling me that he's the exact same height and weight as Giannis? I don't understand human anatomy, bro. Apparently not. See, this is why I'm not a, a science major, bro, because I, I couldn't. Nah, I don't understand. I don't. But with that, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Hoopex. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I just realized episode 50 is literally the next episode. So uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to think of something. But with that, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for tapping in. And we will see y'all next week.